you know, we kind of talked a little bit uh, when we first had that you know, conversation over Instagram and yeah, you just got to talking a little about your, you know, start into MMA and then your move to where you're at now. So first I wanted to just start with how you got into the sport in general uh, and then how you kind of found your home at Alliance and what, what, what uh, <coughs> drew you down there. Yeah, man. Um, what really got me into MMA was uh, I was doing wrestling in high school and uh, one of the local promoters in my hometown, Salinas, uh, he came up to me and was like, um, he just asked me if I, I forgot where I, where I saw him at. I think it was just like at some burrito shop. And uh, he kind of knew who I was from playing football. And um, he just asked me, do I ever do MMA? And I was like, I mean, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've uh, watched it and all that. I never really gave it, gave it some thought. And uh, he gave me my hometown gym, Kutar. And um, I went there, I think, probably, like, the next week. I had to convince my parents. They all let me train. My parents were really on the, the other side of it. They didn't really want me to uh, – they didn't really want me to fight when I was when – I, when, um, as a career, you know. And um, – but I told them, yo, just let me do it. I'll promise you it would be, it would be a good decision. And uh, so I was at Kuktar. Uh, my hometown you know, for about two and a half years, three years. And uh, that's where I had the majority of my fights. I had, I went uh, four and one there. Yeah, I went four and one there. And um, awesome gym, man. It's a, uh, it's small, local, you know, those local, local karate gyms, local jujitsu gyms that, you know, all the, ki the kids um, are probably like most of the, most of the business there. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, it was just a small gym. Um, not a lot of fighters coming out of there. Maybe like one or two. And um, and I just found a home there. And just uh, the main the main guy who was my uh, head coach, uh, his name is uh, Master Vince Vanderlipe. Um, he really took me under his wing and um, really showed me um, the martial art way and uh, showed me how to do this sport, you know, not just – you know, it's just just different things that he different things that he said um, really stuck with me, and um, he really showed me the way on how to handle the sport and how to like go through it the right way, not just not just wiggly daggly, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, my other sensei over there, Sensei Andrew Kelly, he's 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 one of the younger guys that has a he has a black belt in uh, Kigushin karate, and uh, he. He's he's another coach that brought me under his wing in that gym, and he want, he's the one that really taught me uh, how to do that MMA striking. You know, there's there's difference between like kickboxing kickboxing stand up, and then MMA stand up, and he really uh, he really um, mixed those in with me and really made me get some concepts that I wasn't getting at all, and um, he really showed me a different light in striking. And uh, he actually, he, he gave me a lot of hope. And that's why I kind of came down to the Alliance because um, Kutar, like I said, there's not a lot of fighters there. Mm -hmm. um, but I had great training partners. I had great training partners the whole time. But, um, excuse me, but they had lives too. Um, I had training partners that were teachers. Um, I had training partners that were uh, architects. 
you know, so I had some educated, I had some, I had some educated training partners, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they're not at the same time when you're training with them, right? That's, that's more of like their hobby and just their way to, to stay in shape. Whereas you're looking at this as your lifestyle. This is what you're going to do to make your money. Yeah, exactly. And um, I made great relationships with them and they really pushed me. Um, Cause when I walked in, when I walked into Kutar, um, the widest white belt you, you, you ever saw. <laughs> You know, my striking was greener than the greenest grass you've ever seen. So, I mean, um, it was it was different, man. So, I, I really thank those uh, training partners and uh, the ones who watch this. They'll they'll know who they are, and um, so I just great thankful to them because without them, I want to be close to where I am right now. And uh, but they had lives. They went on to do uh, great things, different schools. So, um. I kind of was just left at Kutar, just uh, training by myself like a lot, and um, it was it was just it wasn't what I needed. Um, I needed high level partners on the daily. I needed a uh, high level coaching daily, and um, that's how I found my home here at Alliance. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, man, I mean, can't can't complain about it. So I, I've. I'm 2-0 with uh, Alliance uh, with two championships. I won the championship in uh, Epic Fighting. And then I just won the California State Championship as well. And when you go to Alliance, right, and you go down there and you're like, all right, I'm going to move down here. I'm going to join this gym. Does yeah. Alliance have any kind of trial period, a tryout? Uh, do you have to like go through the ringer so they can say, okay, you can train with us full time? Or, or what's that process like uh, joining a, a bigger gym like that with world-class athletes everywhere? So um, how, how I did it was um, I, I moved down here in October of 18, 2018. And like a month before I came down, uh, it was probably a little less than a month, I think. I don't think it was a couple weeks before. Um, I came down and um, I, I went to the gym. I, was, I came down to see my buddy, but I came down here to really check out the gym and tell him like I'm coming. And uh, so I came in, I did like, uh, I think I did like two or three classes, like the night classes though. It wasn't with the pro team. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, oh, I'm moving down here and uh, <laughs> I, I'm joining the team next week. So. <laughs> So, uh, and uh, I asked him, like, where do the, I specifically asked him, like, when do the pros train? I didn't ask him, like, what classes do I need to take? I asked him, like, when are the pros training? And he told me in the morning, so I was like, all right. They didn't really, like, tell me, like, uh, if there's, like, a ringer, like, you're asking for, or, like, uh, like a trial period. But you could, those first, those first few weeks, you know, you could kind of tell, like, uh, they, they, they test you in like certain ways, you know, like uh, you might go spar with someone for like a round and see how you do. But honestly, if you're, if you're good enough and you just have the drive, just, just to do this as a living, I mean, they'll accept you, man. It's not like, uh, I don't think, I don't think they're, they're mean like that. So uh, it, it was, it, it was a good trial period. You know, it was a good trial period. I think they really, um, really saw what I could bring to the table and something new to the team. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the youngest guys on the team. I think, um, I think the only person younger than me is, I think is 21. 
22 and I'm 24. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm one of the youngest guys on the team. So I think they really saw what I could bring to the table. And you're right. Just, just let them run. <laughs> yeah. And that's awesome. And, you know, I think like you, you hit on, they see, you know, the drive and the motivation that you have and there's, mm. there's no quit in you and, and you kind of get accepted into being part of that, that team, that family. Cause an MMA gym in all reality is a family. You spend more time with those people in a lot of regards than the people that you live with, depending on how yeah. often you're in the gym and how much you're training, especially during a camp. Um, exactly. Yep. And, you know, while you're in there and you're with that family, are you, <clears throat> are you in all of those pro classes and pro training sessions now? Yeah. Yeah. I try to get in there at least three days a week, four days a week. I have, uh, I have a couple other teams that I'm a part of. Um, I have a Muay Thai gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, just, it's a small Muay Thai gym called uh, Premier. And um, I just recently joined these guys within the last, uh, last few months, probably, I think, by, by December, I, was, I think I was part of the team, December or January. And then um, I've been a part of uh, Azteca Boxing. Uh, boxing, I've been with them since my first fight down here, which was, I think I was down here in, um, I think I started doing that like in January or something like that. So I've been with them, my boxing gym for a long time. And um, just the mixture of all these gyms together um, has really opened up my, uh, my striking game for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just started off with boxing, man. Like, uh, I really feel like the future of boxing, I mean, uh, the future of MMA is going to be boxing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if you can really piece someone up with your hands, everything else is going to come easily. Um, especially at the level of MMA, like it's at right now. Um, I really feel like the basics is really gonna, is really gonna see who's the elite out there. And uh, who's really going to win? Because you can do all this spinning stuff. You can do all these kicks. You can do, you know, you can do a lot of stuff. But when it comes to MMA and how MMA is scoring right now, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the big, oh, controversy, yeah. big, big controversy right now is these judges. And, Especially uh, the judges in Florida where all these <coughs> fights have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but if you, really, if you really look at the fights and uh, look – look at who's winning mm-hmm. um it's the people who are landing the bigger punches and the more effective punches mm-hmm. and um because you can piece someone up pop 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 but if they're not you know knocking the head back or you know making someone dazed you know like, the judges are not really gonna judges are not really gonna go in your favor and uh so i think um boxing real good boxing to set up everything that everything in your arsenal is going to be a game changer. Yeah, I think, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. You could just refer back to what Justin Gaethje just did to Tony. I mean, mm-hmm. that was just a clinic in in very basic fundamental striking that's done very well. And, you know, exactly. um, Justin's not coming out. I mean, he is coming out to take your head off, but at the same time, he's chopping people down. He's ripping body shots. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, sticking that jab in your face over and over and over again, and then landing some vicious leg kicks every once in a while. Um, yeah. And it's, it's funny to see like the progression of MMA. Cause you have these guys that spin and these guys that do these flashy things. And then you also have these guys like Justin, who's not flashy at all. And he just wants to, you know, get in your face, fight in a phone booth and beat you up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 
your your style <clears throat> when you're fighting right is um from what i could tell you're you know somebody who wants to come out there and you want to go for that finish is that how you plan on on fighting moving forward too yeah i mean especially <laughs> especially how the how, how the game is right now man it's like either gotta go i'm gonna die or you're gonna die man yep. it's it's no no hard feelings but um but when i go into a fight i don't i don't I don't tell myself I'm going to knock this, you know, I'm going to knock this guy out. Um, I go in there. I try to stay calm. Um, just take what's coming, you know. Mm-hmm. If he's a – you could have a game plan. But, you know, once that cage door locks, you know, a lot of game plans go out the window. Yeah. And uh, the game plan is whatever comes. <laughs> and um, so, um, I mean, my game plan usually when I go into a fight is just stay calm. Uh, make reads, make quick reads, reads right away, and then I start attacking, and then I start um, opening up my offense. Um, the way I like to fight is uh, you can study me all you want, but it's whether you can stop it or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's – you can – everyone knows takedowns coming. Everyone knows the right hand is coming. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can stop it, more power to you, but it's if you can stop it all three rounds, all five rounds, not just – the first round or a little bit of the second round, you know? So, um, yeah, man, my fighting style is I'm coming. You know what I'm coming for. Can you stop it? <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. That's, yeah. Good luck, man. So. Uh, and then when you're, you know, you're training, you know, you got these boxing coaches, you're training Muay Thai, then you're, you're training at Alliance too. Um, are your, your coaches, are they kind of fostering your, um, your style, right. And saying like, we need to improve on or not improve, but keep working on these things that you're doing all of the time in your fights, right. Your takedowns, you're, you're throwing your heavy right hand, or are they trying to incorporate some new tools into your toolbox to give you some different looks in case somebody does try to stop those things or is successful in stopping those things? Yeah. Well, this is what me and my boxing coach were, uh, we're really working on. Um, he's, he's been telling me like, you're my, uh, my takedowns are, are literally unstoppable, you know, in all my fights, I think I've only gotten stuffed, I think maybe once, once or twice, and I've gone, some, I've gone against some game people, you know, I, I'm not fighting no scrubs, and uh, so I take, I take, you know, I take pride in that, you know, I'm, it's, it's hard to start by takedowns, and uh, I'm proud of that, so when uh, I went to my boxing coach, he, he's always telling me, um, don't look for the takedowns, the takedowns just going to be there, you know, and that's why, um, that's why we got, we got to get these hands right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can piece someone up on the hand, uh, with the hands, you know, everything's going to be there. When you're, when you're, when you're hitting this double jab, uh, double jab cross and you crack someone, the takedown's already going to be there. So, uh, it's, it's not just me, um, it's not just me adding new, I am adding new things and, uh, I'm doing new, uh, newer things, but, it's just more of me uh, trusting my stand-up, um, trusting that uh, that I could handle like these these high-level people with my hands and not just my grappling. And um, that's also what my my Muay Thai coach, his name is uh, Zach Shepard. Um, he's the one. He's he's telling me like you just you just gotta trust, man, because everyone that I've been going uh, I've been training with, you know, they tell me that like my striking's really good. My striking is, you know, it is different. And um, 
it's, it's just me just just really trusting myself because I've only been striking for you know, like three years, mm-hmm. three and a half years. And uh, but I've been grappling since I was like seventh grade. So I mean, like grappling to me is just like putting butter on putting butter on bread. It's just <laughs> just natural, you know. <laughs> it's just natural for me. So like every it's uh, it's, uh, it's a different game. It's mm-hmm. a it's a different mindset that I got to get into, and um, I'm loving it. You know, this whole quarantine is making me. Uh, like I haven't done I haven't done a lot of grappling this whole uh, this whole quarantine, but I've been doing a lot of striking, mm-hmm. a lot of boxing. You know, I'm just learning concepts, learning how to move, and um, yeah, man, just learning how to move, set up my right, um, just just little things. Not even not even like techniques, but just concepts, concepts and movements. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of. A lot of people don't necessarily, when they're watching a fight and they don't train, they don't really see how much detail is going into, you know, a stand-up portion of a fight. You know, very small, intricate things, like you said, concepts, small details, uh, you know, inside-outside angles, you know, foot placement, cutting people off, things like that. Um, And you also mentioned earlier how you had to kind of transition or develop striking specifically for MMA right you're not just boxing Mm -hmm. for a boxing fight you're boxing for MMA what uh, is the biggest distinction that you have seen between training just pure boxing to then training boxing for MMA specifically I know um, I know when I go against uh, go against uh, boxing and sparring uh, I see a lot of leg kicks open Man, the the urge, the urge not to throw a leg kick or something like that in a boxing sparring is so hard. But um, that's just me joking around. But um, honestly, the biggest difference is um, is like uh, the pop, 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 uh, the touching, the touching, and uh, you know, just the just uh, the the concept of boxing is not is not to land all these power shots. You know, it's um. It's the sweet science. So who who can land more punches? Who can land the more effective punches? And um, the biggest difference that I've seen is just um, like boxers. They they move like like they have they have no they have no um, like in their head. There's no danger of the knee. You know, mm-hmm. there's no danger of uh, the elbow. You know, so I mean, um, they're moving. They're moving all all around and you know when I transition from boxing sparring to MMA sparring you know I gotta keep that in my head too because you, you dip down a little bit too low and you catch the knee and I've, I've actually caught that a couple times when I've been boxing sparring a little bit too much and uh, I, I get caught you know so I mean there's a there's a fine line of where um you gotta take that switch and, and just and uh, and switch it when you're when you're sparring, and um, but the biggest difference, man, is just just the movement that boxers have, and um, the speed, speed for sure. And I noticed in MMA that like um, you could kind of you kind of you kind of have little um, little touch punches a little bit easier, you know. Um, you don't really have to hit the guy on the first one, you know. But maybe on boxing, like majority of your punches need to land you know in boxing but in mma uh most of your punches don't really need to land in order to hit something you know 
your punches are just disguising what uh, what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that's that's only the really the biggest difference. And uh, but but definitely going against the boxers and then going in fighting some MMA people, um, it's it's really different for sure. Just because of the head movement, uh, the pace for sure. Pace of boxing is unreal. <laughs> yeah. Even though it, even though it's three minutes, three minutes of three rounds of high pace boxing, it's it's tough. It's tough for sure. And um, damn, all boxers do is head hunt, man. All boxers <laughs> do is head hunt, bro. So that's it's really um, really a lot of head movement, you know. So. Those are the those are the kind of like the big things that I've, mm-hmm. I've noticed in uh, in the differences. Yeah, and you speaking of differences, you've come from a wrestling background, right? And you said yes. when you first walked into your first gym, uh, you were the whitest of white belts. Uh, so, <laughs> how has your jujitsu, you know, progressed? You're specifically training for MMA, which is a much different mentality in jiu-jitsu than it is for you know sport jiu-jitsu you're not Iminari rolling you're not you know rolling into heel hooks things like that I mean I don't think so you might be like Ryan Hall but I didn't think so watching your fights <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know how has your you know how have you developed you know your jiu-jitsu game for MMA specifically <clears throat> coming from a wrestling background was it hard to you know pick jiu-jitsu up or was it a little bit more natural for you being that you've had so much mat time um it wasn't too bad it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. I definitely was the guy who was shooting on doubles and get a guillotine team uh, every time. <laughs> I just so. had an interview with someone yesterday. I said wrestlers love to get guillotined. Oh, dude, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, I actually just got caught the guillotine on the doubles just like the other day. So I mean, it's still happening. But um, I mean, it, the transition. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Um. Just, just like I said in, in the striking, it's all about concepts. I'm a, I'm a big concept guy. You can teach me all the technique you want, but if I don't get concepts, um, I'm not going to learn. Um, it's so hard to think of concepts right now, but just like the, just the natural flow of, uh, of jiu-jitsu, um, you know, hips higher, you know, um, always, always trying to improve. And um, yeah, man. Uh, but the the biggest thing for me that I that I learned about jujitsu um, is that they're they're not really good at control and they're not really uh, they don't like being um, they don't like being controlled. So my my whole thing was um, kind of like wrestle wrestle jitsu, you know. Um, so my wrestling style uh, from back in high school and college was very uh, control based, you know. Um, we there's a lot of differences too. Like we can actually like hold hand, uh, do the gable grip now while the mm-hmm. while people, person, uh, the person's on all fours. That took a long time for me to uh, get the hang of because in wrestling you do that, it's that's a point, you know. Mm-hmm. That that could cost that could cost you the match too. Um, so my my whole thing from wrestling to jujitsu was if I could control this guy and get him tired, boom, I I won this like. I, I got it. Um, the way I wrestle or the way I, I grapple, I should say. Um, I'm not the biggest submission guy. You know, I got a, I got a pretty good Kimura. Um, I got, you know, that's probably about it, to be honest. Um, probably a good Kimura and an Americano, but that's about it. 
those and, good wrestler um, submissions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Grab it, turn it the arm. wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so besides those, besides those two submissions, um, I'm not – it may be a good rear naked choke, yeah, if I, if I feel like it. But uh, it's, it's – um, I'm really looking to control you. I'm really looking to uh, make you tired. Um, you know, in rounds, like, I might not get the best submissions or uh, you might – if I get a submission – uh, I might, it might be loose, so you might end up on top of me or uh, end up in good position. But I know for a fact, when you're done with me, you're going to be, you're going to be stressing going to the next round. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's, that's how, that's how um, I like to grapple. I like to make people tired. I like to people like, uh, I like to make people dig deep because I know I can dig deeper. So <laughs> You and I would have a lot of fun grappling together. You pretty much just described my entire style. No, really, you're, you're like the same. Uh, I'm, all, yeah. I'm a lot on the head, you know. Pe- just uh, uh, I was, uh, I was grappling with Jeremy uh, before uh, his last fight, or no, no, not this last fight, but the one before. And um, I was grappling with him, and he, he knows my doubles coming, and he, he, he told me after the round, he was like, dude. I know the double's coming, but I just can't stop it. And it's like, well, well my good old wrestling coach says, like, if you're heavy on, if you're heavy on the head, whatever goes down must come up. So mm-hmm. if you put, if you press down heavy on that head, your head's gonna come up, and that's a perfect spot for that double. So, I mean, just little concepts like that make me, make me uh, just see things really different in the in the grappling game. Yeah, I use a lot of a lot of my concepts in jujitsu and wrestling are are like a push pull, right? Like mm-hmm. I push, you want to push back. I pull, you want to pull back. So I like to set up a lot of like yeah. arm drags, I like to arm drag this single, uh, things like that, where I know you're gonna pull away, so I pull back. Um, the opposite. So yeah, yeah, good old reaction, push pull. Opposite reaction. Yeah, push pull is great. Any setting up the triangle, any of those things. You know, you push, I push, um, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I just like to make people miserable. The more miserable I can make you while I'm grappling with you, the more fun I'm having. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. So, you know, what's, uh, what's next for you? What's coming up, uh, you know, when this quarantine's lifted, you can get back in the cage. What are your goals rest of the year and then 2021? Man, if I can get at least two fights this year, that's like, that's like the World Series for me. Okay. It's um, two fights. I mean, that's maybe asking a little bit too much, but um, if I can get two fights in this year, then I'll, I'll be happy. If I can get one, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, me um, too. I haven't fought. I haven't fought. I haven't fought since August, so um, it's been been a, been a little. I was supposed to fight in April too, man, and I was like, uh, every, the quarantine started in like middle March, mm-hmm. and uh, that middle March, I was. It was kind of like indifferent whether the fight was gonna happen. Then, like a week and a half before, it, it was cut, man. My my diet was on point, man. I was only like ten pounds out. Oh, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> I know your pain, man. I was about to about to fight May 9th, and I got a, a group Facebook message from the promoter. He's like, "Hey, we can't do it. We're gonna have to reschedule." Now we're all just in limbo, man. I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, man. Unless the um, UFC calls well, us up and says we're coming to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> okay, huh? But but before this whole quarantine happened, man, I had a I had a, a little Deion Sanders epiphany, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really wanted to, of course, do pro MMA, but I also wanted to explore some pro boxing too. Um, just to have fun, you know. I'm not, I don't, I'm not really work, worried about my boxing record, but um, I it's also kind of seen into the future type stuff. I really think that um, there's gonna be a promotion that's gonna that's gonna mix MMA and boxing, mm-hmm. and um, kind of have like boxing versus MMA matches, you know. So um. I just feel like that's just kind of like my future, uh, my future sense going in there. But this year, I was really trying to get at least three, four fights MMA, maybe five, and then maybe like two boxing fights, something like that. Just have some fun in there, you know. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens, man. I really, I really, I really wish this whole thing can go not back to normal, but at least just to civilize people, you know, where we can do stuff. Get outside without a mask on and go hit the hit the gym and and grapple with your friends. <laughs> Dude, I hate I hate getting out of my car and going into a restaurant or just any type of business and forgetting my face mask. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta walk like, all the way, unlock my car, find it. It's bad. Yeah, well, uh, you know, if you you know you do want to go into these these boxing fights, you're gonna wear gloves or you're gonna consider bare knuckle. Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! Hey, respect, respect to all those bare knuckle fighters. I don't know how you. That's not for me, man. No that. way. No, my my girlfriend is, is is has thought about doing that. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're crazy. And uh, but respect to all those bare knuckle fighters, man. That's some brutal shit. That's um, that's brutal, bro. That's like. That's like, that's like an organized bar fight. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a high level bar fight right there. But um, I mean, if, if it comes, I mean, and I don't know, man. Right now I'm saying no, but you know, I can never say no to a fight. And um, so I'm saying no right now, but if the opportunity comes, I will probably consider it. <laughs> but, right. um, I, but I'm definitely going in with some gloves. Um, I just like how boxing is, you know, I grew up on, uh, I grew up watching boxing before, uh, MMA and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a little childhood dream of mine, just getting there, having some fun, having the lights on you and, uh, you know, and now that I'm an MMA guy, there's going to be a little bit more spotlight against the opponent having to beat me. So kind of like being the underdog again, showing the underdog can put in some work. Awesome. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, you making your pro debut in MMA and then I think you'll be in the ring in some boxing fights and I'd like to see that too. Hell yeah, man. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. I just can't wait to get in there. It's really, this whole quarantine thing, man, it's, it's, it's not getting to me, but it's putting a toll on me for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. We'll, uh, we'll be back in the gym soon enough. And then, you know, if I get an opportunity, I'd love to come out train with you guys out there and, and get some rounds in and see if Hell I can stop yeah. that, that, that double you got. Okay, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, whatever goes down must come up. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll be in touch. Uh, stay safe out there. Let me know if you need anything and uh, looking forward to you getting to train with you sometime soon. Awesome guys. Thank you for everything. Uh, Peril is awesome, man. So uh, that, that merch looked very nice. I, I, I really liked how it came out. 
appreciate it. Yeah, man. If you need anything else at all, just let us know. We'll be, uh, we'll be around. Awesome guys. Have a nice day. Thanks. You too, Tyler. See you.